Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Explicit Measures podcast. Just adjusting my camera here, so it's still not quite centered yet. Still trying to figure things out. Sorry. Earthquake! Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Explicit po- Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. It is good Seth. to be back. Certainly feels like a Monday. It does feel like a Monday. The long, the long weekends that are not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. It feels a little slower today. Yeah, like we had a block party on Sunday, so we're like, "Oh, good Monday will be the recovery day." But and you think the kids will sleep in? They're going to go. Thanks, parents, for a great weekend. We'll just you know listen to everything and not be crazy today. (laughs) And me coming down here with my coffee—that's my vacation now. Now my. (laughs) <laughs> like daily i get a daily vacation yeah see you guys i gotta run i gotta go do data things goodness me but i had a great memorial weekend uh i sent you guys some pictures but i got this pizza oven mm-hmm. it's a 12 inch and i'm telling you it's i what's the brand is it, over... is it an uni yes it is mm-hmm. yes, I've been, it is i've been seeing those advertised uh my brother-in-law just got one and he loves it. He's been cooking pizzas. And I, yeah. think, I think we're going to a birthday party soon where he's going to cook everyone, the family, some pizzas. So I'm excited to, mm-hmm. to try this out yeah. and see how the uni does. Yeah. Well, let's see how good the internet is now with audio because now when you start getting your ads when oh, yeah. <laughs> you start for uni now for the next two weeks. Um, so, fa- so Facebook is listening. How do they spell sure. that? Yeah. O-O-N-I. Oh, okay. O-O-N-I. Yeah. I was going to say, because if it was you and I, I mean, like uni sea urchin <laughs> that would that'd no, be an no, odd no. name for a, a little different oven. kind of pizza yeah <laughs> this sucker goes to 800 degrees yeah Ooh, so yeah the fun the, thing the propane yeah. one where you stick the gas propane tank to it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one day i'll get a wood fire the fun thing with pizza is uh I, it's pizza me, that's why well, it's fun pizza first is pizza but honestly <laughs> there's data involved because it's pizza apparently it can be very temperamental like how much flour you add the temperature of the water the temperature outside the temperature when you heat it how long you put it in there so i'm always like logging these things to try to i haven't made a report out of this to say like the optimal pizza not yet all these things i'm trying to tweak like well, I, ex- so. I expect a little power app with all the input <laughs> variables <laughs> and then i, I need to do a power app you yeah. need a power app so you can input the variables and then you can take a picture with the power app so you can have the the results of the pizza <laughs> and then we right. and then over time we can we can evaluate them and then you have a sentiment score so then the family must review the the pizza oh and they score it on how well they like the pizza and so that and then you have a data driven like idea yeah so so when i'm working late tonight i'll call you it's like no no it's a great idea and then when i i'm going to talk at ms or mbass next year with this yeah this so will be your game pre- this will be your your, your presentation how power bi changed my life for pizza you could data yeah, drive, the, drive the, the whole thing. Yeah. The last thing I'll say, the only problem is like, I, I get very detailed into this. Like after I'm like evaluating the pizza, my wife just thinks it's pizza. So I go, so what do you think of the crush? Like, I thought it was like last time. I'm like, no, it wasn't like last time. Like, was it better? Was it worse? Like, what do you think? What they're like, they were consistent, Tommy. What else do you want? It's pizza. <laughs> so her numbers are going to be null. <laughs> well, or or right. very, at least very consistent, right? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you, so. you gotta do the garlic butter dip on the crust. That that'll 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 get it. No, 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 no. You want that? You can go. You can call my friend. <laughs> Excellent. Four ninety nine. Uh So sweet. Um. Yeah. I just had kind of a low key, uh. You know, holiday. We went to a family wedding, so that was super fun. We went to to a big event, which was enjoyable. 
a lot of good scene, a lot of family, those kind of things. But we got back, just kind of hung hung out at the house, didn't do too much, took a little boat ride, and just kind of took it easy. So nice. it was good, good break for us. Nice. Yeah, we were we were working all weekend long. Yes, helping, helping some friend. So we we have just put our house in the market a while ago and sold it, and we we're trying to help out our friends and getting their house ready to sell as well. So it was a. Uh, it was fun. Is the time to for, move for us? For for this guy who sits in a chair for ten hours a day, it was nice to uh, feel sore muscles. You know, once in ten years, nice. <laughs> pop pop in the ad. That's when people get the, Yeah, that's when people get the most creative. Can you help me move? Oh well, I mean, I was just gonna go scuba diving, but yeah, you're in the Midwest. I mean, it's crazy. I, that's what. Bar, bar none, I saw the coolest thing I've ever seen, which is essentially a dolly that has. A motor and tracks on it that just goes up and down stairs so you oh, literally man. can just like put a washer on this thing just as a button watch it just climb up the stairs that's genius so you're holding on to the end and you just have these two levers and it's like go and the tracks just <laughs> that is a night i'll amazing. help you move anytime <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all you have to do is keep it balanced so it doesn't fall off it was yeah it was wow. amazing amazing that's a great. Um, is that something you guys rented? I'm assuming. No, they bought something, it. Something a homeowner owns. Yeah. Wow, that that guy has moved to too many houses. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, forget this. I'm not lifting any more heavy things upstairs anymore. I'm just gonna go buy the machine that goes to to do all the lifting of everything for me. That's awesome. Very very cool. Yeah. Maybe I buy ten of those and just rent them out. There you yeah. go. It's my new Airbnb. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Ta- two men in Tommy's truck. Yeah. Awesome. Two men Tommy's truck. Well, so uh this week we're gonna let's jump into our topic for this week. We've got some really interesting, I think, conversation pieces today. It's just around uh, a lot of the announcements that were happening at Build last week. Uh, Microsoft Build had this huge conference, and so Microsoft Build is a it's in the past it seems like it's a very developer centric conference, and there were a lot of developer centric things about the conference, but it seems to me like this conference has turned more into just announcements about things in general too. It, it didn't feel in the past, I've felt Build has been much more um, focused on writing this code, doing these things. Yeah. And because I think Microsoft is moving towards this, let's call it low-code or no-code solutions, Build seems to be changing a little bit. We're not seeing as much heavy, heavy coding and focus on code. Well, I think there's still parts of that. But there's now a new emphasis or new area around all these products that are not, not full code. You know, the Power Apps and the power platform products. So anyways, go ahead, Tommy. No, no, go ahead. I was literally breathing in. Okay. Caught my, caught my... I, I took your breath away. That's okay. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so at Build, there's a, a number of announcements. There's a couple key highlights that came out of Build that I think we, we're going to kind of talk about. Um, yeah, I just, your thoughts. Did you guys get a chance to attend any of the sessions from Build or read some of the articles that came out of, from Build? I was definitely kind of uh, on the side listening and, and catching some of the build sessions. It was free to attend, so it was nice. I could go back. There's a couple of videos you can rewatch. Uh, some of them have been recorded, and you can watch them again. Others were not, so there's a couple of sessions you had to be live there for. Anything you guys thought? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch up or catch any of them live. Uh, I've been kind of playing the uh, f- five minutes of build and the highlights. That's, what I, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Looking at highlights, the key of, plays, of the different things. Yeah, awesome. Tommy, you? 
No, yeah, I, I'm the same with Seth. Where I didn't go to watch, I watched the wrong things live. Where I thought I thought I was in the mainstream, but I'm like, man, this is really developer heavy. I wonder when they're going to talk about Power BI, and then announcements on the blog. I'm like, I missed it. So, but kind of caught up. Interestingly, though, we are finally now have a title. I think for all of us working in Power BI, the blog that came out about Build um, actually calls. I think it settles the debate whether we're pros or authors or um, what's oh, not. But it does? Yeah. Did, yeah. did they so take Aaron, a hard stance? Yeah. They said, uh, Aaron said, with 3 million active developers on Power BI. It's a developer. So I think we're developers. Yep. You're not a, you're not a Power BI pro. It doesn't roll off the tongue, though, on my meetup uh, emails. Hello, developers. But still, I mean, I guess this, I guess, settles it in terms of what I, do we do? I, I'd say so. I, that's how I would perceive it. I don't know. You know, if Arun says it, it must be right. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean they, a, they changed yeah. a lot of names of different things. They did. Yeah. In build, right? Yeah. You know, so, hey, we, we can we can roll with developers for a while. See what happens. Not going, not going to, though. Because that would just be just don't add the word confusing. citizen and I'll be okay. <laughs> At least in the tech tech area, right? Like you can't; those yeah. are not interchangeable. No, they, no, Mike, you're right. But though. hey, you yeah. know, we, we all develop reports. I guess, yeah. But I mean, the developer still to me is closer on that IT end, and all we talk about too is the people and working with people on process, which to me is not so much developing. Like, are we developing culture? I don't, I don't know, but. At least we'll settle the debate for for the time being. But Mike, yeah, I mean, there are some major announcements on the Power BI space, which they usually save for NBAS, Microsoft Business Application yeah. Summit. Yep. I guess they kind of just rolled it together. And you're right. Like, this was not so much like if you're a coder in Power BI or you're a coder in the Power Platform. It's very much for the business user who's yep. the professional. And again, I think this is a shift that Microsoft has seen an immense amount of growth. If you looked at some of the graphs or some of the things they were communicating, Power Apps has has really upticked on the growth pattern. There's a lot more people building and creating a lot more monthly active users around Power Apps, which is great because I think it's a really solid program. It just takes a little bit of a learning curve to kind of get there, uh, to, to feel good and comfortable inside the application. But I, I think there's a lot of really interesting value. One of the things that's not on our list that I thought was very fascinating was this concept of using, um, do you guys use like visual design programs like Adobe XD or another one that, that Microsoft uses very heavily is called Figma. Um, so Figma is like another graphical. It's, so for those of you who don't know these programs, these are programs that are, they're basically helping you design like an application. It makes it, there's a whole bunch of what they call components and you can make like a button, which is a component, and you can kind of drag that component onto the report page or the canvas of whatever you're building. Well, there was an interesting announcement at Build that talked about, about a Figma and how you can build components that have the same properties as things inside a Power App. And then they can use AI to produce an entire app screen in Power Apps using Figma front-end design, saving you a ton of steps. And they were kind of touting this new technology where they could have this machine learning, this AI model on top of your sketches, hand-drawn sketches, drawings, right. whatever. You can draw out what the app looks like and it'll interpret it and it'll put all the text boxes and the text in, and the input fields and the buttons. It'll basically place everything on the report, on the Power App for you. And then you just wire everything together. And I thought, yeah, that's where this stuff should go. Like that makes sense to me. This right. was a really like, 
a lot of the tediousness of like grabbing objects and elements and pushing them around the screen, it should just do it for you. So I thought that was a really cool feature. That's not on our list for things to talk about, but that was one thing I picked up from Bill that I thought was really going to be impactful. I'm, I want to learn that one. That one, That's something I want to, to try. I will, yeah, I feel like, we, I don't know if it fits in our podcast, but that idea of drawing it out and then having that visualized, in the sense, like you said, wired out, yeah. is to me, there's a different part of the mind you use when you actually draw things out. Like if you ever drew a report out compared to just trying to drag and drop, yep. which I love this. I love this so much because I can have a hard time sometimes designing just using the screen. Yeah, totally. So, just where yeah. things need to fit. Isn't go ahead. Isn't that related to like the power pages thing? No, no power. Pages. Uh, well, no. Oh, I think, yeah. I think I, I try to get more details on power pages. I was a little bit confused. So they had this thing called, power portals i think it was previously and i think they've just basically mm-hmm. renamed and they name changed that okay i think, I think they so named I think they rebranded all, yeah. all these things meld together yeah so it's it's another part of the power platform they released a new product called power pages which is basically web develop web development where you just drag and drop things but it was i think like it's a, it's a derivative of power apps but now yeah. it's like it's so i don't want to i don't want to deviate from the, the pages. what you were talking about right like the the figma like being able to build have designers build design right it, yeah think about that in power BI huge reports, if that would work this right? like yes plug and play into a you know the like just auto build my chart here this is what i want i want a table i want this i want that right like we've talked about design and reporting as being a huge gap right for data and developers in general and the fact that they're solving this on hmm. that 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 end is is really cool yeah. to see i didn't even think of that and but maybe that maybe that means it comes our way <laughs> well I, that's like, someone could draw my dax for me i mean i'm thinking like if i'm looking at this going there it's I wanna, not i want a slicer not, i want to it's not too right? far off from what you're describing about you know it and i think i would actually prefer it right i, would, I probably would prefer the ability to have that kind of fluid design patterny type you know within a power bi report you know here's here's the visuals on the page help me auto build more of my page for me i think that's a good idea right. yeah i think there should be a lot of value there hopefully it comes over to power bi world as well well now we have a, an example right maybe i'll exactly. drop that in the chats or the put, chats put, it, hey, put, put an idea you guys already developed this Why yeah. don't you put an ideas at powerbi.com I think I think it will I think honestly that feature would will roll out to multiple locations only if they start seeing active users pursuing and using that feature. And this is something that I'm finding a lot yeah. more when as I as I understand this, Microsoft puts a lot of metrics or telemetrics around everything that they build. Every feature that they have if and then they track it. So the the program managers who are uh building features on it I think have like the ability mm-hmm. to say, "Here's how I'm going to measure success of this new feature that I'm producing." And then they watch it and they literally take numbers on are people using this feature? Are they turning it on? Are they clicking on the stuff? And if they don't, then they don't continue enhancing the feature anymore. It kind of gets stale. Well, yeah, internally. And I love that. And I, I think that's why Microsoft's been coming out with some amazing resources and tools is because their currency is those usage metrics. If yeah. you're on the internal yeah. team where this is basically sure. the, that's what, yeah. Yeah, the, the preview though. That's what... Are, are you getting are you tweaking things are you getting traction the way you think you are you know that's mm-hmm. that's the beta version of everything right oh right. that's true yeah that's that's the very early earliest perspective of everything we've, we've the the funny thing is is like you've now somewhere along the line here and i can't i can't track when 
right? But big organizations like Microsoft have all of a sudden made uh, the general public their test bed. And it's okay. I've read an article, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Like we're all yep. literally testing a preview thing and giving them insight into what what final adjustments they want to make. Yep. You know, you talk about iteration, right? Like it's they they launch something and they're like, yeah, we know some of it doesn't work, but we want you to use it. And we want you to give us their, your feedback. And how do you want it to work? And I mean, it's great because everybody like wants their their input, but you're providing input with the data that, you know, when you're clicking around what are the things you're doing right? well you don't have to recall windows xp installed discs yeah <laughs> well i i think i mean if you think about it in general i think the first product that i've seen come from microsoft that has been more of this rapid prototype build things quickly multiple releases i mean power bi was the first product that really did this honestly in my yeah. opinion i mean everything else prior to this was was like you know you get the Excel 2013, you get the Excel 2016, like yeah. every couple of years, you get, you get the thing we built yep. and that's it. And, you get, and it was like, you get yeah. ma major patches once a quarter kind of thing. So right. to see like a product come out that was, and I think, I mean, this makes total, what you say, Seth, I think makes total sense in this new era of the, of the business intelligence or even business world for that matter, right? Everything now is becoming online. All these online applications, they can be continually updated. And when I was talking, when I started consulting, I started talking to the clients. Like, we don't know if we want to move to the cloud. We don't know if our data wants to go there. I'm like, think about it. I said, let's let's think about what resources you have now on prem to run your infrastructure, and then let's think about what are the resources that Microsoft has in place to run their infrastructure. If their servers go down, it's not just you complaining, like you and your department complaining about your SQL server down. It's now hundreds, if not thousands, of customers complaining about, hey. Active Directory is down. We need this fixed because we can't run our businesses without it. Like, there's a lot more pressure and um, emphasis on good design and good structure that you push over to someone else and let them own it, right? Your SQL Server yeah. online now is always up to date. Service patches are always there. Every client I've walked into, and again, I'd like to hear in the chat if anyone has experienced this, but every time I've walked into a, a client and they have SQL Servers on-prem, very few of them are 100% up to date with all the service patches. Very few. And so there's usually servers that have been around. They're like, it's just working. We're just going to keep it going. We don't want to take down production for a weekend. We don't do the service patches. Because if something broke, you're at a commission for three days, and that can't happen. So I think as, yeah. I think I'm finding, like, I, I, I use this story of you and everyone else is using the same platform. Therefore, you have much more weight and power. So stick with the features that are kind of generally used and you'll get a lot of value from it i think anyways that's just gonna value i perceive it it's a really good point though speaking speaking of tracking metrics tommy yeah oh, yeah yeah any, well any, yeah let's actually, what an intro anything, right anything else change called metrics nowadays, well or? i think so we'll we'll use the blog kind of as our, our guiding post in terms of yeah there are some major announcements because we missed out thursday because we run really would have talked about build and let's talk about the elephant in the room the most major announcement that's come in the last week arby's now has hamburgers arby's oh wait the wrong <laughs> one sorry <laughs> <laughs> i've been waiting all anyways not nearly as good as i thought that would be anyways so it landed tommy it was good it's good yeah all right, it's all, right. all right we're not going to take that one on the road but um mike i actually i want to so there's Four main announcements for anyone who's a Power BI developer. Mm -hmm. Mike, I want to hear from you about data marts. 
Actually, I, I'll definitely give you my opinion on Data March. I definitely have some strong opinions. I think of what what's happening there. But if I had to pick, so I thought you're, I thought where you're going to go oh, was of the, so yeah. I'm we're using the yep. blog and the let's just talk about the four items here. So from a rune, uh, a corporate vice president of the intelligence platform. So so one thing that happened was it's not like the power platform; it's the intelligence platform. They've kind of rebranded this whole business intelligence thing and just called it the intelligence platform you know, incorporating data and AI and BI tools and power apps. And like all of these things are like intelligence type pieces and they're all needed to kind of build out this structure or corporate structure that helps company do their business. I totally agree with the approach. I think the approach is right. I think they're pushing more low code, no code solutions into that intelligence platform. I think it's, I think it's going to be good. And the reason I, th I think it's good is because we're going to be able to teach a broader audience, these low code solutions um how to use data things okay so that's first observation the other announcement they talked about they talked about data marks they talked about metrics in power bi they talked about data storytelling in powerpoint with so basically embedding power bi into powerpoint with a much better integration and then they also talked about integration with outlook and office hub uh, and power bi as well so here's what i would say of all the features that came out at build i think the one that is the largest impact or the best one is the PowerPoint data storytelling in PowerPoint. Ooh. I think, I think that was overshadowed a lot by uh, two features that came out. It was data marts for power BI. So I think that was kind of a big, a big feature, which I'm kind of, I'm a little bit miffed as to the, the controls around data marts in power BI. I, one thing that I think was a big miss right away from data marts is you can turn, you, you can either turn on data marts for your entire organization, or you can turn them off for your entire organization. There is no admin AD group that will allow you to only turn on data marts for a select group of users, which I feel like is a major miss because organizations are gonna jump in. You're gonna, you, if you leave a feature on by default, people will use it and you're gonna get a whole bunch of mess right out of the gate and you're gonna have to clean it up. So I like to have a controlled way to release things as opposed to just all on or all off. So. That's, I think, one of the myths that I see there. Um, but of, of the features that I saw, I thought the PowerPoint thing was an underrated value uh, because I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had of people saying, well, how do I get this Power BI report into my PowerPoint slide deck? And everyone's like, well, you just take screenshots or whatever, right? And now that it's all there, I'm already starting to see people build like really creative things where they're taking a Power BI report, putting it on the report canvas, and then they're adding PowerPoint elements on top of the report. So the report can have a deeper integration with PowerPoint and the visual elements that are inside. It, it's interesting. I think there's going to be some really interesting things that come out of it. So I, I'm, I'll, I'll chime in on the PowerPoint one, right? Because I, I think a long time ago, we had the embed feature with through a third party and it, it was okay. But exploring this one further, I think solves a lot of mm -hmm. PowerPoint use cases. Um, kind of feature update or advancement would be something I actually saw my, my wife doing in her job. She's in a heavy analyst role, mm -hmm. right? If you want to like the, the outline of the new feature of, you know, this within PowerPoint is you, you have the interactive ability to like embed your power BI report in there. Right. So when you have a meeting, you you can click around to the different filters, you can show what you need to, and then move on without having all of the different slides. But I think what would be really cool is 
have that embedded link, right? In PowerPoint so that as you're developing your slide deck, all you have to do is like set your filters and then like have a snapshot option where you can snapshot that slide and then it creates a version of that slide and then you move on to the next one because like i think that would be a huge development kind of experience as you're developing your decks and and the the, the specific use case around here is a report that has many different options right you're looking at a very uh the same visual all the time, but you can have many different inputs. Yes. And if you think about the conversations that have to happen when you're trying to put together um, a interactive experience where you're going into a meeting, right? And you're analyzing all of these certain areas of your business. Uh, she was using it as a, you know, had her notes section, right? So she had a visual for people to understand. Yep. This is the slice of data that she's analyzing mm -hmm. and then would take notes as you go along. And I was like, wow, that's a really great way to interact with end users. <laughs> like, like, hey, I'm going to steal this. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like, that would be fantastic where it's like, what does she do right now? It is snippet, right? Like, go to the Power BI report, grab what she wants, paste it in slide. Like, and if that interaction between PowerPoint um, and Power BI becomes, you know, that much better and faster. I think that would be a, a great feature. But I'm I'm excited to see that they're embedding it in there now. There's I, I like yeah. I think you yeah. have the, I think you have a very valid point set there. I think there's a concept of incorporating bookmarks into the slide presentation yeah. to some degree. Like sure. if if I can have that report, call it a, call it a bookmark, per, personal yeah. bookmark, it's whatever. This, yeah. yeah, it's whatever. You're on the page. You're in the meeting. And I think I didn't pick up on this, but I think you have a great point here. Is one thing you can't do in Power BI very, very well is take notes on the Power BI report page unless you build a Power App and then save them to some data system somewhere. So like you can do it. It's just a little bit more work to make it happen. I think what you're saying there, Seth, is, makes a lot of sense to me is you could have the PowerPoint slide deck be the PowerPoint presentation and then you can, uh, sorry, Power BI embedded in, this, in the PowerPoint slide and you can have a notes section. You can just take notes right in PowerPoint. Just type up your notes, they're right there. Um, if you could even have like bookmarks and some conversational pieces that go along with that, that would be really helpful. Uh, almost, I'm thinking it's very similar to how Teams works, right? Where you can actually, yeah. you know, you know, at somebody inside that conversation thread inside the the uh, uh, the PowerPoint slide deck would be really kind of cool. You could, at, you know, hey, look at this. Here's the bookmark of this of what this page looks like. All this kind of other fun stuff. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, when somebody masters this, because I think that it's going to be like. When Word used to have, what are you trying to create? Like an info, like a pamphlet or a blog or just a Word document. It really kind of shaped the template that you had mm -hmm. and even really mm -hmm. the design. And I see this very much, which I cannot wait to see people master this, where they're building the report for the PowerPoint. Yes. Right. Where it's yes. not the normal report yeah. just embedded, which was Agreed. my first time. I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah. you may actually have larger bookmarks, right? Yep. Or larger buttons. Yep. Yep. Because you're meant it has one purpose. Well, now you can do the 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 the, the bookmarks, you can actually make a button navigation, right, right on the bottom of the right. report page. So now you can build and so what I'm thinking about what I was seeing some people on Twitter kind of tweeting about here is they're thinking about redesigning their power by eye slides instead of having multiple visuals on one page, it's a single visual on a page. Mm -hmm. And then the text it's of that comes around. The, yeah. And then you can put a very bottom uh, navigation bar at the bottom of that. So a, a button navigation. So then you could then click through. You could have right. multiple pages inside the, inside the PowerPoint slide deck. Really and then idea. you can then yep. use you know, the yeah. navigation button just to kind of click through the different areas. And so each visual is showing something specific. And that's where you're doing like, 
you know, a bar chart with a line on it. Like that makes right. sense now. Yeah. And yeah, using bookmarks. Uh, I think Andy said this, which I, 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 I thought like about immediately when this came out, I was like, you better hope that data is structured, man, and governed because as soon as someone inputs a text into a number field and all your report says it's broken, you're like, I, I swear this was working this morning. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. Like, or yeah, all the numbers change, but no, I, I think PowerPoint is an awesome, awesome feature, but I'm very surprised with you guys. And I think Mike, this may run into the next three months of arguments between you and I, I, I don't want to it. say it's the bandwagon, but to me, data marts really is one of these features that transforms what we do. And it's going to transform who a PowerPoint BI developer is right, in let's... the next two years. So you're really pushing the data marts here. So we, we've talked about, we've talked about, we're this diving, one. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to derail into that. Uh, let's, 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 let's okay. make, let's save it for the last. Yeah. We'll yeah. save it. The okay. Most, okay. Most yeah. conversation. Cause I got words, <laughs> right? Like Tommy, 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 Tommy. Yeah. Metrics. Metrics. Let's do that one. This first. makes, yeah. what are, what are metrics, Tommy? Well, metrics are goals. Goals, goals oh, are name metrics. Change. Yeah. There's another, yeah, another name change coming through build. So and for, I, for our yeah. audience, goals is now metrics. See, this is really surprising, Mike, because you always said Microsoft puts their money where their mouth is. And look in the past year where goals have gone and how, how many announcements they've had on this. They're more than just pushing for this to be on the Gartner pamphlet mm -hmm. or their book of highlights. I mean, they really believe in metrics. Uh, so, again, for those listening, if you ever use goals, they're now called metrics. Not sure about the name change, how I feel about the name that they chose, because metrics and measures and yeah the, it's we're getting a little convoluted there personally especially when from a terminology point of view but at the same time i think it makes more sense because the biggest argument not argument but the biggest barrier to entry i've had with users when i say hey let's create a scorecard for you like well first we start with some goals and they go well, i don't have any goals <laughs> like again as the cess point that leads into other conversations but the idea of like well i have you know what are we trying to look at but now we're allowing this scorecard again, they really are moving to no, this is a dashboard. The features that they're also coming out, it's going to help us automate. I, this just makes sense to me to use this more and more. If we're going to yes. focus on the visuals for PowerPoint and building a design specifically for PowerPoint and a session, a slide deck, yep. then it makes perfect sense that you won't need eight. Like how many times can you use a bar chart to tell a story where the metrics for high level, the metrics to say, am I meeting a requirement or operational? Am I within range? Mm -hmm. Which honestly is the most important thing. We've yes. talked about this. Yes. It's it's yeah. it's not only measuring what you're where you're at, but measuring yourself against a standard. What's yeah. the goal? What are you trying to get so, to? So I I think this is one of those use those cases where Microsoft put out a, a preview product and got a ton of feedback. Yeah. So yeah. much so that they saw that they're well, or it could have just been the plan, right? All along. But ultimately, I think metrics, right? Goals now metrics is becoming what we all wanted it to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, if we're going to start tracking things in the organization and we're going to um, understand what these scorecards are and give people goals in that they need to attain, et cetera, like we all talked about a hierarchy, right? Rolling up to the thing, which it now does. 
I think the name change because it almost seems like there there's another product that's coming out of this called Viva Goals, right? That of course not Viva Metrics. About it, not Viva Metrics. It, Viva, Viva Goals. Not, yes. Not Viva. Yeah. Not, not Viva Metrics. But Viva La Goals. If you think if you think about this, who is it that is normally going to be setting up the goals for the organization? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you're building probably a platform where end users would be it you know, human resources departments or, you know, that, that are going to take the directives from the organization, filter it out through management. How mm-hmm. do you get all of these things in place? And if they're building the structure and Power BI is just going to plug into that, or you can build your own Power BI through metrics, mm-hmm. I think that's a winner. I think that's a huge winner because this this could then be the everyday thing that everybody sees, you know, is reminded of here's the things you're responsible for. Here's mm-hmm. what you can succeed at this year. You know, here here's how you, you know, make a make a difference within an organization. I didn't make, that, that is super powerful. I didn't I didn't make that connection. But you, if you look at you go Google Viva goals, there's like a little, uh, you know, page that sticks up from my, it, it looks shockingly shockingly like power bi goals initially as metrics metrics now metrics but like goals <laughs> from power bi i mean it's got the little bar it's got people it's got percentages complete i mean it's it's very close and, it, and if i think about it being able to grab various data points across the organization wherever those might be or entering your own data in great now there's this you know back end that supports entry entry of data in this very specified way right. it works more than just power bi this is like cross organizational things you can set these things up at a high enterprise level and allow the entire organization to fall underneath of that so every department from the top all the way down can align all of your objectives and goals into these different items that's a really mm-hmm. neat idea i didn't think of the connection there but i i like i, I like i see the vision now it can be right. much more extended beyond just power bi at this point well, the thing I love too is obviously all the new features and goals, but they're really moving towards, this is not just a developer product. This is a data culture product to me. So, and they're really moving in that direction. Yeah. And, they, they work in, and you're going to, I'm sure we're going to see targets at some point, like actually being able to see that trend. I think that's just a logical conclusion if, if it wasn't said. And but, e- um, even in their little documentation yeah. things, they're even saying things like, you know, talking about Decent OKRs enough, yeah. and like, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're talking about the right. They're. Yeah. That's how Microsoft yeah. runs themselves. They run themselves off of right. OKRs. No. And I, I honestly, I am so pleased with where they're moving with metrics and that OKR model We're we've been trying different, honestly, different approaches to try to get different department, uh, different teams at our organization. And even with clients to try to move towards that way, a way of thinking. Because it's not just you just say OKR is what it is and people get it. Correct. Right. It really is a different way of how to measure, in a sense, anything. Like, oh, we've never measured this before. Well, there's a way to say if it was successful. If you're spending money, then there's something worth measuring. Uh, so I absolutely think where Metrics is going and even where it's at right now, guys, if you have not played with it, try it out. I'll, I'll, I'll wait maybe a little bit. No, I was kidding. I'll try it out. <laughs> I think it's time. It's time. It's time. I'd, I'd be more apt to play with this a lot more. Yeah, I I think we're gonna I, dive into it. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Yeah, I, it's my really big cool. thing was the hierarchy. The only the only we we talked about goals. I think extensively in one episode. The mm-hmm. uh, the only v, Viva goals would change it if if um 
no, it wouldn't. I still need an input mechanism because none of this starts in, in, it almost always starts in an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> right? Like I'd, I'd love to be able to import into, into that structure and then move on from there. Just wait, I can take my whiteboard and that will transform to the metrics. There's a full circle there. Just take a picture. I'm telling you. There you go. So, Figma. Figma. Figma, exactly. yeah, Figma right. goals. Yeah. Figma metrics. Mm -hmm. Figma metrics. I think Figma goals metrics. I think we'll get there. All right. Um, like that one a lot. So I think I think with that we've exhausted. I don't know. I, I didn't really hear a lot about this. There's integration nothing else to talk with about. Out, That's a, everything I build. Well, there's integration with Outlook and Office Hub. I don't really understand that one very much. I didn't really see too lot on that one. Didn't seem to get as much hype as the other things. So basically, the same thing you see you see, you see in Teams. You can now embed Power BI directly in Outlook now. Okay. Mm -hmm. I spend more time in Teams anyways than Outlook. And honestly, I don't use Out Outlook on the desktop application anymore. I've basically abandoned it. Uh, I don't like the Outlook in desktop. I only use the Outlook in the web browser. It's yeah. really feature enhanced. There's a, this is the thing though. This is, this is like what Microsoft's doing. All the features, all the new features are coming to the web first and then slowly trickling their way into like desktop applications. And I'm getting to the point right now where the, the, fe the fully featured web applications are way better than the desktop stuff now. Like, oh my gosh, there's this new thing in um, Outlook where you can have a board or you can have tasks and action items as a list and then you can drag your list task item to your calendar and it just makes an hour block window for you to accomplish that task on your calendar right from the task list and like this is wow why hasn't anyone thought of this before so yeah. hugely impactful and i really like the direction they're moving with this so i i'm, I'm figuring most of my work is now moving towards web browser based applications it's getting much That's much a great better transition and here we so go so I think this before, is before, yeah, before we begin, I'm let's play a quick game. I want to see, I'm going to read a quick keynote introduction okay. from it. some announcement that came out oh, quite a bit ago. I want you to see to guess what this product is, because this is the level of game changing that I'm going to put data marts in. Okay. Every once in a while, a revolutionary product comes along that changes everything and Apple have Apple has been. Well, first of all, one was very fortunate to get to work on one of these in your career. Apple has been very fortunate. And in 1984, we introduced the Macintosh. It changed the whole industry. In 2001, we changed the iPod. And today we're introducing three revolutionary products. Do you know what I'm talking about yet? This is the phone? This is when the iPhone came out. This is when the iPhone when the came iPhone. out. So yeah. Why are you talking about Apple products? I wanted to give one one of my favorite monologue like keynote things ever. But when the iPhone was first introduced, you think about what the world was like before and, and how we live now. I'm not going to say to that absolute extent, but at the same point where Microsoft's taking data marts, it's very hard to ignore one, the cloud to what Mike has said since episode one. Well, here you go. But two, that idea that not everything maybe has to be done in a data warehouse or everything has to be done from a true developer point of view. At first, it was like, oh, it's just the data sets you create in the cloud. Well, it's not that. It's, it is something that is so needed. It's that evolution. If a data flow was to evolve into the next level, this is it. So that, this is where I'm putting data marks in terms of where you should govern how you can actually do self-service, all the conversations we've had mm -hmm. is going to change our discussions for the next year or for the next few years. So Mike, 
All right. So, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Let me take a note, but I'll just uh, take a note at 20, however many minutes in, so I can come back to this statement. 40 minutes in. Okay, Okay, thank you. All right, okay. So I'm actually going to refer back to my comments on episode one of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to episode one, this is... I don't know, what what are we at? (laughs) 117 episodes in? I'm looking at my watch like I have the episodes on my watch or something like that. Look at my watch here. Uh, 113 episode in, episodes in, Microsoft has finally done it. We have made it. We we are we are at a place where you can build a measure in a in the cloud. So quicker than I thought, though. Uh, I mean, this is what I was talking about earlier on. I, I said everything's going to the cloud. Everything's pushed into the cloud in a number of different ways. To me, I think Data Mart's is the is the first attempt. Again, I, there's probably there's. Definitely some edges. I think I would need to sand and round in in and finesse here a bit. There's definitely some clunkiness. I think with the data mart activities, like you can create a measure, but you can't see how it cre- creates a calculation in the cloud, mm-hmm. which I don't. I think in in my opinion is a miss. Like you can't create a measure in a data model and not be able to evaluate that measure to some some kind of number value. So uh, yeah, right. I have no problem with it because I can create the measure in the cloud or with tabular editor, and the measure just pops up, um, and I can test it there but but man i'm i'm telling you so here's my thoughts i think this is a great feature and actually as i've been thinking about data marts in general we have this concept of the data warehouse and then we have like these power bi reports that come off the data warehouse and a technique that we've been using and we've talked about this at length right build one data model that serves many reports. That's the best way to reuse it. You don't want to build a data model inside the context of a report because when you build them together, every time you publish an update to the visual side of the report, you have to also republish the entire data set. When data sets turn into incremental refresh, you start getting into problems. Things just take a lot longer to refresh. There's a lot of other things going on. So we're truly building, I think at this point, we're building data marts. And, and to me, the data mart has, has been traditionally the Power BI data model that thing there which is purely analysis services what data marts gives us is it gives us a deeper integration between power query visually building the data structures there a sql server like so making tables and views which is something we don't do in desktop mm-hmm. so now you can make tables and views directly inside the data marts and you can then serve it up as a cube or the analysis services right to Power BI. So I like that they're really bundling. I mean, if you think about it, the SQL server and the analysis services engine, it's the same machine. It's still all SQL. It's a SQL server. It's just slightly different bits there. So I, I like the fact that they're merging this together and they're giving you more capability here. Here's my hangup. My hangup is if you just open data marts up to the broad part of your business, you are going to get, well, on one hand, I'm going to be uh, solid for the next five years of rebuilding data marts for people <laughs> because people don't know what the heck they're doing when they build. Like, there's not going to be star schemas. Things are going to run slow. And so from a Power BI admin ca- capability, I think when you turn on data marts, you're actually using part of your premium capacity to run the data mart. So your your core, your vCore, the number of cores you're, you're purchasing is going to be consumed so if you're already in an organization where you're trying to figure out how to optimize what cores are being used where across your environment or you have too much already in there, this is just going to be that much more of a nightmare of having a whole bunch of people build these weirdly weird convoluted data structures using data marts 
that you're going to have to unwind and find best practices around that as well. So th this is the two sides of my coin here, right? I love the fact that it's in the cloud. I love the fact that I can model things. The experience looks beautiful. It looks, it's great. You can edit things and you can see how data is transformed. You can make views, you can make tables. I, I love all that. And it truly is a data mart, right? It's, it's now the, the full embodiment of the analysis services side and SQL side as a proper data mart. This is not the data warehouse. Don't call it that because it's not. It's not everything. It's a subset. It's a topic that's specific to a team or whatever that may be. Um, so I, I, the, the hesitation I have now is how do we govern it? Like how do we, how do we roll it out in a way that is useful to people and it's not just one person playing around building a big data mart for themselves? Because I'm not sure if that's a great use of premium resources at this point. So that's, that's kind of like my headache here. I, yeah. I see the value in it. I love the fact that it's going this direction. I'm just nervous about how to govern it. So curious your so guys' thoughts. It is interesting. To Seth's point in the beginning, if this was like Data March 2023 that they released or like 2022, that was the product and you wouldn't see an update for another year, I think this would be, a, I don't want to say a colossal failure, but you'd get a lot of negative feedback. But we don't live in that era anymore. We have to wait a year for all the uh, all those feature updates. I mean, this is the introduction yeah. to this product, which is already pretty darn well built. Yep. All the things I think you're talking about are probably going to be in the, so to speak, the first few patches with the governance side. Potentially. With that version. I mean, I you better believe Tableau Editor is working on being able to do this. I, I can't imagine them not be. Well, there's being able to. The yeah. Way, the way I understand it, there's there's two endpoints. Right, you can you can connect to this data mart thing with SQL, a SQL like a SSMS, right. or you can connect to the XMLA endpoint. So to me, what I th where I think people are going to struggle now is we're now blurring the line even more between what is a cube and what is tables in SQL. So yes, I think that's the right approach because you you kind of use those synonymous, synonymously mm -hmm. in my world, right? In in data engineering world. I'm building tables, I'm looking at them in SQL, and then I'm creating a cube right on top of that. So yes, I think this dovetails very well with my work, yeah. my workflow. It's just, to your point, Tommy, the governance part, and Dan makes a great point in the comments here. He's talking about, I want my data mart to be governed by Git. Like there should be a GitHub repo. This should all be defined by JSON objects where I can Git integrate mm -hmm. myself. And so I can build, I, literally, I'm I'm feeling like, I need to be able to data mart my way through like a yeah. DevOps pipeline, right? I'm going to have to say, here's my data mart in dev. Here's all the things I've created. I'm going to need to lift that entire thing over to a production environment. You're going to have to and, do it. Yeah. So why and not? I can imagine this. Yeah. Why not make it the same way that you do like Azure Data Factory or Synapse or Databricks? All of those things t touch repos. Right. And you can build a deployment, a CICD pipeline that says, build everything in your data mart build the templates and it will just lift that entire thing over to a new environment for you with code. Got to happen. You got to be able to do that. So mm -hmm. I think, I mean, for me, I'm not going to be able to push this to clients. I think until there's, there's a stronger story around Git integration, I think is really what I wanted to see happen first. I'll definitely play with it, so, but I'm not going to push it. I'm going to, I'm going to reserve my, you've been reserving um, for the last 20 minutes. What? Wild, wild, maybe not wild, confident statements that Tommy made right, mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. off the bat. I, I do think the fantastic part about the new feature is it really 
unlock some really key, hard to grasp things for business users when using Power BI, right? You have a workflow that allows people to see visually what sort of transformations they're doing, what kind of connection, like it, it removes some of the technology speak out of like where we always live. Oh, this is power query. Like this is where you connect and transform. And then like, it's the modeling and that's a whole different thing. And then you have to add measures and do all these things. Like it, it's, it is blurring those lines, right? Mm -hmm. But who cares when you're a business user, right? So from an analyst and business user perspective, this almost rings some of the same ways in which Power BI came out, right? It was not enterprise ready. Right. Totally right. agree. It was business analyst ready. It was serving a purpose. It there were there were a lot of complexities that we had to deal with on the back end before Power BI and the the whole enterprising of it came to fruition. And now we have third party tools and all these newfangled things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's a huge win from getting out of data silos or you know files just stuck everywhere and yep. you know teams working right. together on the same data sets and you know being able to understand what's going on mm -hmm. and i think it also tees it up for you know potentially some of the enterprise conversations that i think we automatically want to dive into right away right like cuz this is a new feature yes like let's plug it into the graduation story i've got, i've got a business unit 100%. and they're they're destroying my premium and i need to go step in and i need to like i need to make sure that we manage this well or the data sets need to come from somewhere else and not their own thing and and i think we have yes many other podcasts to talk about it so yay, yay fuel for the fodder um right out of the gate like those things aren't there right and and I think that's where I'll reserve my, you know, it's the biggest game changer ever, right? Because if the feet, I would say that if the deployment of this was in line with a lot of the other points that we've talked about before related to the adoption roadmap, right? right. Like if there's a business unit, they now have the ability to go build a data mart. From a technical perspective, there's a lot of things that relate to that data mart. Can I, is there a graduation story in the technical space where I can consume that as the BI team easily, right? Can we interact with that data mart and performance tune it if we need to? Is there a way we can monitor that performance? Because all of those are going to be questions, Mike, to your point, if eventually it's coming out of the yep. same capacity, which yep. is, is a good, good you know, assumption. I don't know if they got to play with it a bit more. Preview. Yeah, exactly. But right. At the same time, it's like, well, I have to assume there's going to be a cost. There's going to be a cost yeah. somewhere. You you can't right? even so turn on a data mart without just premium. Have, yeah. Right. You can't just have the wild west. Yes. So are all of those things there yet? No. Right. It, it's a, it's a, yes, it is a step in a huge direction. I think I'll reserve my accolades when I can start to and, see yeah. how these things tie together. And no, and listen, everything you guys say, I, I really do agree with, but what I wanted to get across was really that the concept and where they're moving to. Don't forget when the iPhone came out, Steve Ballmer basically poo-pooed the iPhone, said, this is ridiculous. No one's going to use this. The reason I said the iPhone as the example was it's the changed everything. iPhone. Well, yeah, and like they didn't have an app store. And thanks, Andy, for backing me up here. There's yeah. no app store. Yeah, but it changed the way we interacted with a communications device. Think about before, if you wanted the internet, it was you know some bits and bytes of data. 
And the iPhone single-handedly changed what that device could be and our relationship to it. I thoroughly believe this transition where we're going. Yeah, is it ready for prime time? Absolutely not. Your iPhone didn't randomly get Siri. You had to buy a new product at the time, but we're going through those iteration phases. Yeah. But our skills matrix, what, how we're going to, in a sense, interact with data is drastically going to change. And our, I think how we get evaluated in our skill set is moving towards the spaces. You better be able to not just build data sets for yourself, but build data sets for your organization. Um, I, I, I really do believe Seth in a year, your skills matrix, you're probably going to have to add another column, not necessarily for data marts, but for this type of product or this type of skill. Yes. You're using power query. Yes. You're using a DAX still, but in a sense, creating the right types of, uh, so to speak, data marts or these right types of entities that or not, you know, don't allow the overlap and how that, you know, you can, I don't think you just put this in the governance bucket. So to me, this is really a, a new skill getting evolved or at least kind of spit out from everything else that we do. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I put this in terms of, I like, I think in a year or to at minimum, at most two years, if I'm interviewing someone and they don't use data marts or have not heard of it, I'm going to move on immediately. I think it, that's where it's going to be. I think what is exciting, right? And don't get me wrong. Like I, I'll, I'm throwing a little pessimism, but <clears throat> I do think what's exciting is, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the launch of this feature is absolutely like the step in a game changing right. future, right? Like yes. this could have significant impacts to and it most likely will, right? Like how how we develop patterns and successful practices within an organization. Yeah. Yep. And I agree with you 100%. I think the ecosystem of Power BI is becoming much more complex. And for all of these front-end features, there are back-end technical things that have to be monitored, controlled to some extent, right? Data controlled or progressed that you know, call it the administrator, but now it's administrator plus, right? Like, how do you build all these monitoring things? How do you know what's going on with your capacity? How do you fix those things? How yes. do you, you know, there's there's a lot in there now. Um, and this, this just opens that door even further than it already was. So yeah. I'm excited about the feature. I'm uh, like, I can't wait to get stuck into it with some big projects or, you know, um, put some, put some data around it and see how it performs. Um, but I, I think it'll definitely be a topic of conversation in, in the future in many different aspects as we, you know, probably talk about different aspects of it. I, so I, I think it's I mean, exciting. I, I feel like I've, what has happened for me. So if I had to take like a big, a big step back and kind of like, what, what is the high level view of this? What is happening here? I feel like on one end of the spectrum, I've looked at this and gone, oh, I've already been building data marts. I've been doing this already. I've been building data marts solely with the Power BI desktop application and only with analysis services. That's what I've been doing. That's my, that has been the definition of my data mart. I feel like with the actual feature here in the PowerBI.com service called data marts now, what we're adding to this is we're adding a layer of SQL to this that I didn't have mm -hmm. before. So my definition of what a data mart was originally was two Power BI files, one the model, one the report. That was mm -hmm. my data mart. Now what we've added is I can now move or shift that data mart to powerbi.com 
and add to that all these other SQL features, creating views, um, you know, a SQL yeah. endpoint, like all these other things that are there. And while I don't know if you could do it today, I made a comment in the chat here that said, imagine for me for a moment, right, you have this data mart or this SQL endpoint, you could connect that to a power app. Why can't a power app yeah. edit the data in there? Or imagine all these like, yeah. you know, you have data coming from the data warehouse, but there's always this like Excel sheet, extra data that needs to be managed somewhere. Well, stop put, doing it in Excel, put it in a table yeah. inside the data mart and then let a power app touch yeah, that nice. table. And then you can edit all the goals that you have or the things you're going to measure or meter or like all those user entered things can now be just part of the data mart. And that to me brings a full circle because if you start talking like data mart, power apps and power BI all linked together, now to me that story becomes much more of a, a complete cycle, a complete ecosystem of getting data from the data warehouse, building a proper data mart, letting users enter in their own information to enhance that, that data mart. And then from there, you're popping out hundreds or tens or whatever reports off that data mark. That makes sense. Like the whole ecosystem of that, really nice. Right. And it's all right. in a low code environment. Wonderful. Like this is gr it's easier for me to manage it for that matter. So I, I love that yeah. where it's going here. And like I said, I think my biggest point is the closer we get to that, truly changes the way we interact with Power BI and what we how we should interact with it. It changes our story on what we do, mm -hmm. truly. So that's where, like I said, that's why I don't think the that iPhone analogy is too bold, so to speak. I don't. So is is this is this the PBX in the in the cloud? No, I'm selecting. <laughs> I mean, how how far how far off are we now? PBIX in the cloud. I mean, you can already build like so. The thing that you couldn't do to the thing that you couldn't do now, which I think you needed initially, was you couldn't build measures. Right today, you can go grab a data a data set, and you mm -hmm. can go in there. You can create Power BI things in that directly. What data marks give me that I think we were missing was the ability to create measures. So. Now I don't need, so basically, with the, again, my opinion here, and I'm not sure this is exactly how you guys perceive it, but my opinion is Data Marts is doing like data flows and SQL, writing SQL code, all in the same environment. And mm -hmm. it allows you to add measures directly in that model. So this, the standard things that you need to have done, right, to make a data model are now all living inside this one environment. So... Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always had a, a gripes around was I needed Power BI Desktop to always pub publish a data set to the cloud to get it to get it there. Sure. Maybe I don't need that anymore. Maybe the data mart becomes my sole thing. This is also, my this sole is thing. also, this is also unblocking uh, Mac users. It's also for for, huge. Because they, yep. get, they get models. Correct. They get, they're basically supporting that now in the, all in the cloud. Correct. And so, so yeah. this is now any user anywhere can create a data mart. And so where I may be shifting some of my workloads, and this is where I'm kind of like exploring right now, I think this is something I would love feedback from people in the comments or the threads on like where you would see this going, right? Now you could have this whole concept of instead of modeling all the information on my desktop and what I always wanted from desktop was, oh, I just, just let me publish just the data set, right? I don't need the report. I just need the data set be published. Well, I don't need that. Now all I need right. is the data mart. The data mart now becomes that thing where I right. publish all the data sets to. 
Now the caveat here is this is a premium only feature. So if you're if you're in a client that's not in premium or you're not embedding for your customers or you haven't purchased a premium subscription, you don't get data marts. So to me, that's a good barrier to entry um, because you need to be committed enough to Power BI to be able to do these kind of things. But I, I really like that part of it. The the part I'm I'm most interested in is I think data march right now with the amount of activity on social media and people talking about it. I mean, if you don't have a video right now talking about data march, you are behind. And I think Microsoft too is kind of wanting to also see the feedback. Is you know like those roulette tables where it's kind of like where's it gonna land? Where's it gonna land? Like it's kind of like a pinball right now because there's so much talk about data march where I, I I can't wait to see where it settles. Right. Where is this really the always you start with the data mart? You never do anything on a PBIX. You always connect to a data mart. Or is it does it take the side of data flows where it's important, but not integral? So I think it's going to start to settle and grow some roots. That what that's what I can't wait to see. I, yeah, it will be interesting to see where that's where we land on that. So. Here, here's and again, I have this is like maybe my snarky comment of the day. I've been probably making a bunch of these today, but I think my snarky comment of the day on this one is um, Microsoft, I think, touted this data marts thing as like the next big thing because of the so there's like two ways you can count it as the next big thing. One, you count it as because it is, in fact, a game changer, it is the next big thing for people to start exploring, or and this is where I, my, my sarcasm side comes out is. This is a game changer because Microsoft has invested so much to get these things out the door. So like this is the biggest investment that Microsoft has done in any new feature set for anything coming out of Power BI. Probably, you know, when Arun said it, like in the last three years, this is probably, I 100% agree. This took a lot of effort. You look at all the things that they have there that's already incorporated, it's built. It's like, there is lots of man hours and lots of development time that we're able to take to get this thing out the door. So this is probably the single largest investment that Microsoft has made into a single feature or feature set in the last three years, aside from some of these but other that, major changes. And But it has the potential to be that. I, I absolutely think Agreed. so. And, and not just like, oh, someday it'll be good, right? right. Like I, we need to get stuck in. I need to talk to you know a lot of business users to see what their, their experience is. And if it unblocks that, this is that, right? Right. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, in the same way that Power BI reshaped how reporting was done, you know, straight out of SSRS and IT into the business user, mm -hmm. I, I do think that this dumbs down, not dumb, that's a bad, bad description. Simpl it simplifies yes. the workflow mm -hmm. of of the most complex of, of data cleansing, modeling, yeah. et cetera, like to get to the report level. Mm -hmm. And... And it, like just in that step alone, right? They're all the pieces that I've seen so far are in play. It's just a matter of, I think, us exploring it as far as and pushing the boundaries and working with business to see just how many problems it's solving, and then where they evolve the the feature to be. I think where we want to see some of the enterprise features aspects of things, and I think those will come just the same way that they did with um, the desktop. And service, right? Mm -hmm. We are, we are way, pushing time. Way over time. <laughs> too too late for rankings or no? I'm fine with rank. Let's do let's do can quick. I get can I get your quick one to seven on each of the four majors? One to seven. 
Yeah. That's actually there's, yeah. only, there's only four of them. Just one, there's not seven items. Yeah. Just give give no. your scale one to seven yeah. on each of the four items. Seven being the biggest game changer. I, one I'm being not that. a game changer. So let's let's rattle them off. Here, here's the four items we're going to vote on: data marts and Power BI, the metrics and Power BI, storytelling with PowerPoint, and integration with Outlook and Office Hub. So the one, game game changer index. Game changer index. Which one? Which one is the most impactful that you see? So I'll start off because I pitched it. So I would say data marts and Power BI. I think it has the potential for getting uh getting us places. Right now, I think there's a couple key missing features. I think I'd like to see Git integration. I'd like to see uh, if you create a measure, be able to see the measure in that you create. I think those would be very big wins. So I'm probably going to give out of seven. I'm probably going to give Data Mart's, uh, you know, five point five six somewhere in there. I think I think it's it's got potential. I think it's on the upper side here. Um, that's where I would give that one. Metrics and Power BI. You know, it's definitely a one. Uh, you know, not a big. Not a big mover for me, so that's just for not just kidding. It's probably yeah. probably like a three for me. I, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think the rebrand it's already there. Uh, it's it's not really a new feature. It's just kind of a, re a renaming. So that's a three for me. Uh, data storytelling and PowerPoint. Honestly, I think this has while it is a very low hanging fruit, I think this has a very wide impact for many organizations. I think it was an underrated feature. So I'm going to give that one like a six, solid six and a half, oh. maybe even seven, because I think I think that's going to be easily integratable and used a very, in a very frequent way. I think it's a very, again, it's not hard. It's not, it's not a difficult concept to grasp. And then integration with Outlook and Office Hub. Okay, fine, three. Like, okay, it just needs to be there. I get it. It's covering, blocking and tackling to me. Uh, I don't think it's a, that much of a game changer. <laughs> All right, Tommy, give your ranks. Well, first, you gave Outlook as same as metrics. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, I, I'm loving the comments from you today, by the way, some nuggets. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to say data marts. Like I said, if I'm going to introduce it with the iPhone, I, I have to give it a seven. Again, is it all ready to, to go? Shipped ready to go? No, no. but you can see the story mm -hmm. pretty easily. It's not hard to imagine what this can be. So this just being introduced by a, alone is a seven metrics. I think with the rename, which I think is actually bigger than you think in terms of from an adoption, the, in the hierarchy point of view, this is one of the major complaints that they've already checked off the list um is i think i'm going to give that a five powerpoint i'm going to give that a five uh and outlook i'm going to give a, a, a one. Oh, you're missing that one tommy that's a big one i mean it's r.i.p outlook yeah that's true that's how i feel it's yeah. r.i.p somebody now so. agreed agreed seth so I, i'm i'm gonna follow very similarly to tommy right i in terms of big features, big features <laughs> that have come out of Power BI, right? Da Data Marts gets a seven. Like this is one of those that um, it's in preview, right? We, we, we've already, I think the grow up story for it, it looks amazing, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think there's so much potential there. Mm -hmm. And when you roll into your t uh, point, Mike, the investments already made. Yes. To me, that speaks that future yeah. investments are for sure to follow because you're not going to, you know, do the three month new feature. It's the three year yeah. long yeah. feature. Yeah, this, right? is, this so is a committed long term. I think there's term. a lot more. I think yeah. there's a lot more behind this. And I'm, I'm really excited because when we're talking about reshaping how we interact with the business or our job as, you know, the BI team and in integrations like this has a potential of changing a lot of our workflows. Yeah. So. To me, that's about as big as it gets. Metrics, I think they're extremely 
like I think it, it it's where it needs to be from the top down now, or at least being useful. How often organizations actually use OKRs, I think, puts it at like a four. I think it's valuable. I think I'll get some use out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to like seeing just how far I can go with it. But I'll yeah. I'll table it in that range. Um, just because of usage, I think the storytelling in in, in PowerPoint is a five. Yeah, right? because I, agree. I think. I think it has a potential of being widely adopted and used in many different uh, reporting or presentation aspects, which uh, even for our use case, like if I have to use PowerPoint, now I can use Power BI. It's 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 a good thing. And then, yeah, I would agree with the a three for Outlook just because it is one of those um, bolted into more places and get visibility on the sure. things, but it's nothing game changing. To me, it feels like it's blocking and tackling, right? Yeah. I Yeah. I would. I know we're going to talk about more data marts here in the future. We're going to see more features coming out. I'm sure there's going to be more investment going on in that one because you don't build a massive feature like that and then just say, okay, well, right. we're done. Let's move on to other things. Like There's going to be a lot more investment coming. So really looking forward to seeing data marts just kind of like uh, find its own space here and just really shine. So uh, I think that's going to be a massive win for um, a lot of organizations here. And I think it's also going to create a lot of work for us in the future. So mm-hmm. I also feel good about that as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm actually all right with the, uh, with data marts being a, a revenue generator for me. So should I, should I put another uh, level up on your, your ranking here? Yeah. Built an eight, maybe. Yeah. It's an eight now. Cause I can, cause I can profit <laughs> off of it. Yeah. That's, that's probably, that's probably why I, <laughs> Uh, go ahead, people. Somebody's going to vacation next hey, year. Daddy needs a new boat. Uh, so, so <laughs> go ahead, guys. Uh, hey, build away in data mart. Stay to mart. Yeah. Stay to mart. Build. Turn them on. Turn them no on. No governance at all. Microsoft. Just no governance. No is. governance. Uh, new new company. Data March triage LLC. Exactly. Created in the next five minutes. <laughs> we fixed data mart. Yes, exactly. LLC. I think I think that's going to be good. Well, thank you everyone who's listening. This is a bit longer of an episode. Sorry, we got really wrapped up in things from Build. Good discussion today. Uh, thank you everyone in the comments who are giving great feedback. Really good comments and and very like you guys. I can tell you're thinking about the stuff we're talking about here and and providing some really good knowledge. So thank you very much for participating. Uh, with that, all we really ask is if you like this kind of content, please um, subscribe to our channel. Um, hit the bell for the notifications if you'd like. And also just share it with somebody. Uh, if there's someone else that you think would find this valuable or learn something from this as well, or just laugh at us because they don't want to learn, uh, that's okay too. Um, we're fine with that as well. So just share it with somebody else, a coworker on social media. We would really appreciate the extra uh, positive feedback and it helps people find uh, the content. Thank you so much. Tommy, where else can you find the podcast? So we're available all over the internet. If you are listening, join us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays live at 7.30 a.m. on Power BI Tips YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter channels. If you are watching live and you want to revisit something or just see what else we've talked about, uh, make sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify or anywhere podcasts are served. Well, thank you all very much. We really appreciate your time here today, and um, we will catch you on Thursday. Cheers.